Hi there, it's Ali Haji, CEO and Director of Ion Energy. I'm speaking to you from Singapore. Ion Energy is a company I co-founded in 2017 with the goal of looking for lithium in Mongolia. Uh, we currently have two assets in Mongolia. One is Babayul, our uh, flagship asset we went public on back in 2020. It's 81,000 hectares, uh, 23 kilometers from the Chinese border. Uh, some of the anomalies found there are up to 1,502 ppm uh, of lithium. We also acquired Urgach Naran last year. Uh, that is our secondary asset, 29,000 hectares in Dorngovi province, about 150 kilometers from uh, the Chinese border. Uh, but importantly, that one's uh, vastly more advanced with surface samples of brine at up to 918 milligrams per liter uh, with an extensive exploration program underway, which I believe uh, we're going to talk about here. Well, I hope so. Ali, how are you? You're on the road. Where are you? I am. I'm in Singapore. I was in uh, Mongolia last week, so a little knackered, and uh, the humidity is not doing much for my hair, so here we are. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got some products you can use. Lovely. Um, right, <laughs> right, Ali, better get on with this, because I think um, one, well, <laughs> while the internet's still around, and you don't, and also if you don't, uh, make sure you don't get dragged off mid-interview somewhere. Um, right, you're up at site. What were you doing? What was the purpose of going there? It was, uh, you know, we, we went out there in April, if uh, our viewers or listeners recall, and that was uh, really a groundbreaking type mission to, to go and better understand the asset and, and sort of kick off our uh, uh, geophysics program as well as our auger programs. And uh, we found some very interesting results over the course of the summer. And uh, I, I went back this time around last week uh, with a couple of strategics. Uh, and the goal there was to, to really show them the potential of Mongolia, uh, why we believe it's a fantastic jurisdiction to operate in. Uh, but more importantly, to, to kick off and review our diamond core drilling program. So we've, uh, we've completed uh, one of uh, three holes that we plan to do in terms of diamond. Uh, we're also going to be doing um, uh, water wells, and we have commenced that drilling as well. So the goal of that would be to, to, to obtain the brine samples from, from depth, from the water wells, and use the diamond core to understand the lithology. Uh, what that will allow us to do is really advance towards an inferred resource given the EM geophysics that we completed over the summer. So exciting times. Um, we have a lot of work going on on the ground. And uh, based on the TEM results that I mentioned again, um, we're seeing a very strong, large, low resistivity zone below, below surface. Uh, and and we're, we're just excited to be able to, to advance uh, Urgot Naran. Okay, you're taking strategics up to site already at this early stage. What are they looking for? Well, there's getting a sense of the country, uh, first off, uh, but also getting a sense of our operating uh, prowess, if you will, uh, in country. So uh, how well are we able to get things done, get a sense of uh, whether or not Mongolia is a jurisdiction that they would be keen to operate in. You know, we, we've said from the onset, Ion Energy has said from the onset that we are explorers. We understand how to bring assets to resource indication, but we will have to partner with somebody uh, to ultimately bring these assets to production, uh, should, should they be production worthy. And so that's, that was the purpose of that, uh, that visit. Okay, but so, so let, let's talk about that, because that's kind of interesting. In terms of the business model, right? You, can, you know, bringing in a strategic partner, using their balance sheet, your connections, would it be purely their money that you're, that you're after, or would it be their technical expertise? I mean, how far do you take this? I think it's a combination of the two. You know, Ion Energy has always been a, a, an exit story, one that builds a resource and ultimately allows another uh, organization to develop uh, and bring to, to production. Uh, but having looked at the success of some of our other operations in sister yet independent companies, you know, the ability to, to, to be an employer in country and producing a good that is um, uh, essentially a finished product, call it 99.9% .9 pure lithium carbonate, uh, there's a lot of value to be had there. 
uh, we continue to, to, to force uh, or we continue to think uh, that, that an exit uh, for us and our shareholders would be in the best interest uh, for, for everybody involved. Uh, but as the story evolves and the scale of uh, uh, our asset at Urgaak Naran uh, grows, um, it's, it's a conversation that we, we need to continue to think about. Okay, but okay, so I want, I want to be really clear with people. So, you, would this be at asset level? Would it be at corporate level? You know, and, and you know, if it is asset level, do you offload one product at a time and one project at a time? And what, what, yeah. what are the conversations like internally? Asset level uh, exits are, are, are not where our head is at. I think that that can, can destroy companies. So, our goal would be a company uh, level sale. And in terms of your, your earlier question with respect to are we. Uh, uh, are we using their balance sheet or their expertise? I think the answer to that would be both uh, balance sheet and expertise to, to, to help advance our, our projects towards uh, potential production. Okay, P- pretty difficult markets out there for everyone. Um, everyone's in the same boat, so I'm not, I'm not going to take anyone out about um, share price yeah. right now, but clearly valuations are, are what they are. What do you need to do to get that back up to make sure that any conversation with strategics allows you to capture you know, the value that you want. Yep, fair question. And, and yes, the markets are, uh, uh, let's not go there. <laughs> um, but uh, where we need to get to is, of course, uh, the inferred resource calculation before the end of the year, or at least get a sense of the grade at depth. Um, and that will involve, of course, a Baylor system and, and a nested well methodology in the, in, in the wells that we're building. Um, so those catalysts will, will come to be um, as a result of uh, one of our, our, our QPs or, or our uh, a geologist uh, vis- visiting Mongolia over the next couple of weeks, uh, spending time to, to help complete those uh, exploration programs. And then I think based on an inferred resource, uh, if, if we're able to get that to market before the end of the year, uh, that'll give us the necessary re-rates. Um, you know, it validates a jurisdiction in which we are first movers. Nobody else has been out there to look for lithium. Uh, or, or nobody has brought an asset this far um, in terms of lithium exploration. Uh, we don't have the proximity play that a lot of our, our peers in LATAM have, where you know their neighbor found 1,250 ppm with the, a producing mine, and, and their valuations are 130 million or, or more um, with minimal work. So, so it's up to us to prove to the market that we are sitting on what we believe to be a, a significant asset, and that'll be where we get our re- rebate. Uh, beyond that, I think there's a potential, as we've talked about, currently uh, for, for a strategic investment to come in and validate the work that we've done and show the commercial viability uh, of, of our assets. So, so that's, those are the, the catalysts that I think the market can expect to, to see uh, in terms of the next sort of uh, uh, six to nine months uh, that would allow us to re-rate and, and start trading um, closer to our peers. Right. So if you, if you, but you're talking of peers then, you must be looking at the market and going that there are companies which are struggling to get, get financed to kind of move their projects forward. So in terms of inferred resource, what sort of scale do you feel you need to demonstrate to get, one, people interested, and two, to kind of get the kind of companies that can get financing to move projects forward interested? That's really, it's really, really important, especially where you are. Yeah, in the absolutely, world. and I think where we are with, in terms of that, you know, um, some of the folks on our team uh, helped build Lithium Americas and Neo Lithium, uh, as we know, and, and we think uh, in order for an asset to be commercially viable, um, you would need 10 million ton LCE. Uh, that would allow you to, to justify the capex to ultimately build a mine uh, on that asset. So. Based on our TEM calculations, if the market's been following us, uh, you know, at a six and a half ohm cutoff, which is very conservative, uh, we had 22.7 billion cubic meters of uh, potential brine. At half an ohm, we had 9.9 billion cubic meters of uh, 
um, uh, potential brine. So that that with 100 milligram per liter, uh, of course, grade would give you that 10 million ton necessary. So uh, in that regard, I think uh, we're trending in the right direction. I'm not going to, to say much more. I think uh, it's up to the exploration program to, 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 to finish. Uh, and then ultimately for us to put that calculation in play that would allow us to, to, to really compare apples to apples, as you said, Matt. Okay, so given what's up, again, what's happening in the marketplace, um, you're right next door to China. You're, you know, Mongolia is a virgin territory in, in, in many, many ways. Um, you're right next door. The markets aren't giving you credit. The North American markets aren't giving you credit for what you're doing at the moment. Are you now sort of leaning in towards Asia? Are you, is that why you're there one-to-one? -one? I mean, what sorts of... Um, groups are you trying to um, talk yeah. to whilst you're there? Yeah, yeah, I think absolutely. I think you know the markets in the West don't quite understand the value proposition that Mongolia has to offer, uh, and that's uh, you know an education piece that we're working hard to, to, to close on. Uh, the likes of Rio Tinto having you know doubled down on their OT investment through the acquisition of the turquoise shares tells you that the majors are interested, the majors are paying attention, uh, and they are looking at Mongolia as a jurisdiction with potential. Uh, my aim of uh, being in Singapore, really, I was on site last week and one-to-one uh, -one happened to be on, uh, so I ended up coming here. Uh, ION is not a registered participant, but uh, you know we, the guys at one-to-one -one and the ASA are, are good friends and, and help support us. So I've been here speaking with banks, with institutions, with uh, high net worth individuals as well, uh, trying to tell our story and really get a sense of... Uh, what it would take to, to, to potentially have uh, that re-rate because of course Mongolia is well known to, to, to the Asian market um, and if there's a potential for us to work with um, a group here be it a strategic or a bank um, ultimately allows us to, to, to re-rate for uh, the Western market. I mean again your, the values you're at now I, I, we, we're kind of running a sort of series coming up called uh, you know, Contrarians Guide to Investing Soon which you know, a lot of companies are running at massive discounts, 30, 40, 50, 70 percent discounts to their fundamental value. Um, you must be looking at yourself and going, 12 million bucks, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> on a daily basis. On a daily basis, right? <laughs> but in big strategics looking in at you say, well, if you can, if you can demonstrate X, I think this is just a rounding error in terms of our exploration budget. So let's have a conversation. So how quickly do you, you feel they want to move? Do you want to move? Because you, hey, you, I, you know, getting a deal across the line is great, absolutely. but you, you also want that value, indeed, right? Indeed. I mean, I'll be frank. We've had multiple offers come in for the, the entire company at what we consider to be a massive discount, specifically because our market cap is, is piddly, to say the least. Um, and, and we've unequivocally said no, and, and we have sort of a, the luxury of doing so because we completed a bought deal last year that's going to keep us going for a little bit longer here uh, in order to hit those uh, those catalysts, which will allow us to re-rate. And then ultimately, I think if we were to propose a strategic coming in, it would be a farm-in approach where they come in for either 4.99% at a premium to the last placement, and for our listeners, that was at 50 cents. <laughs> and... Um, if we were to offer them a bit more, so call it 9.99%, um, then, then that would be, of course, at a higher price with uh, a potential warrant attached to it that allows them to farm into 20% perhaps in the future. Um, and and, and uh, that, that's our thinking as a group, as a company. Uh, we're not going to be giving up equity at a level below our, our, our last placement. Uh, we don't need to. And thankfully, we have the catalysts um, that are upcoming that will hopefully allow us to close this gap uh, unless we fall through a bear trap here and, and, and the markets go to even worse uh, positions. 
Okay, well, you've answered the next question, which was because we, we've seen um, you know deals getting um, across the line at 20, 30% premium T, um, you know, 30 day VWAP. Uh, that, I guess, would not suit you, but with the, with the farming route, that would make sense, give you a chance to actually get some creative growth. Um, going on there. Um, well, look, Ali, look, I, know, I know you're busy. You're dashing off to the next uh, session um, there, next meeting. So, look, appreciate your time and dialing in hot, hot off the press from, from uh, Singapore one to one. And we'll speak to you when you get back to base, okay? Always a pleasure. Thank you, Matt.